0: what's up everybody here with another episode of the keeping It cafe podcast i'm greg
1: and i am dangerous dustin dynamite
0: you are very dangerous i
1: am I'm fighting, uh, I'm fighting an injury tonight so like cody rhodes
0: yeah i know you're, you're plowing through this shit man
1: adrenaline
0: in my, my soul. If, I, if i had a hat on i'd take it off to you <laughs> But uh, don't make fun of me because of my daughter's uh, mermaid chair in the background there. I, I just noticed I, that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have time to get it out of here. But uh, So there was some major, major news in wrestling in the past few days, actually.
1: Yeah. Vince McMahon is in some big trouble, it looks big, like. Big,
0: big trouble.
1: So, so what do you, you think is going to happen?
0: Well, for those who don't know, first, I'll go ahead and say that. So Vince was caught... By, uh, I think they said Tony Khan's the one who like discovered all of this, or Nick Khan, yeah, Nick Khan, Tony Khan, that's (laughs) AEW, yeah. So, so the Nick Khan discovered, you know, going through the books that uh, three million dollars just kind of disappeared, yeah. So then it came out that it was actually hush money, and at first we didn't know what the reason was, we just knew that Vince had paid hush money for something. Then it comes out that it was actually because he was trying to cover up an affair, yep. And that's not all. Apparently, the same girl. It was like an intern, like a no,
1: paralegal. Was a, it was a paralegal. Yeah,
0: paralegal. But I mean, you know, intern paralegal. It's kind of all the, all the an same. An office,
1: an office lady.
0: Yeah, someone who wasn't getting paid. To, yeah, That's <laughs> what it boils down to. But, um, so Vince had his little thing with her, and then apparently he passed her off to old Johnny Ace, Johnny Laurinaitis.
1: They were fucking tag teaming the ladies in the office. Oh, yeah,
0: you already know it. And actually, uh, it came out on Twitter earlier while I was at work that uh, don't know if this is confirmed yet, but uh, him and Linda is officially splitsville.
1: Yeah, I saw a couple yeah. of articles that said that they're not, they're not, they're at least separated at the moment. Yeah. And Stephanie McMahon left, uh, stepped away from the company a couple months ago. You think this had anything to do with it? Because they discovered it in April. So. It-
0: it it could have been honestly she might have been pissed off at Vince for this so
1: and Shane is already gone so
0: yeah hell maybe Shane know. maybe Shane's known about this stuff for years that's the reason he's not as close to his dad as you would think a son yeah would be that's you know in the business like that but uh so what do you think happens man do you think Vince is done
1: yeah i think i honestly think that this is uh, like a not like well, I guess you could say like maybe a plot to like kind of force the old man out so they can sell the company because I think you know we've all kind of felt that WWE has been working to sell to Disney or you know Comcast or one of those well, companies. And I think Vince is might be might have been the roadblock to that.
0: Yeah, the, the big word is is that Tony, uh, why do I keep wanting to call him Tony? Nick Khan is the one who found this. Yeah, that that the girl didn't come out, so she like his hush money worked. She didn't say anything. So, yeah, no, they
1: discovered it and then yeah. kind of started investigating into it. And then there's another guy that this could get some of the other like the other McMahon's and Triple H in trouble. Apparently, there was some insider trading going on too. Mm. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Kevin Her, Kevin.
0: Kevin I Dunn, write it down.
1: Kevin Dunn, Yeah. yeah Kevin yeah, Dunn is yeah, in he's trouble one of the for uh, TV
0: guys. So, like he's the TV producer basically. Uh, yeah. Like the, he's, uh, the main talent executive or something like that. I forget what his fucking role is. All I know is he's a, he's a fucking shithead.
1: Well, apparently right at the beginning of COVID. They all, all the McMahon sold like a million dollars worth of stocks. Hmm. And, uh, which actually totals $3 million. So there's some tie. So they think there, something could be tied to that as well. But, um, they there's some in there's an insider trading investigation so you know when the powerful rich elite wants you out of somewhere they find ways to get you out so so
0: here is the question this is the question now that this has come out how long is it going to be before the sexual allegations come out when people start saying hey vince touched me and you know oh i
1: mean honestly dude like i'm shocked that that hasn't already happened like before this scandal even broke because i mean you know, i'm waiting
0: for it man I, I i'm waiting for it i think it's going to happen
1: you know like you know vince mcmahon has fucking just probably been uh, a dog everywhere well, of course
0: man he's on all those roids like the guy like a friend of mine at work said is like man he's always like you know like that he's just he, he's, and like i mean
1: his storylines back in the day during yeah. the attitude era and all that like it was all Remember, like, the shit he had going on with Trish Stratus and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no way that dude's not, wasn't a skis bucket backstage.
0: Uh, But, yeah, I I think uh, my prediction is Vince is done. I think this is his Tony. uh, I keep wanting to fucking Tony. (laughs) They're not uh, even, you know, they're not even related. They just had uh, the last name. But this is. this is the move that they say that it's Nick Khan pretty much behind the whole thing, and he's trying to push all of them out so he can take over and sell.
1: Yeah, and, and honestly, that's what I think, too. I think that you know WWE's been... I think the board itself has been wanting to sell the company for a long time, and Vince McMahon has been that roadblock that's been in the way, and they found this, and they were like, fuck, here we go. This is perfect opportunity to... But what do you think happens to a WWE owned by not um, not the McMahon's you think it's wow. good or bad
0: honestly I think it's gonna probably stay about the same the only thing I think the violence is gonna go down than what it is now like you probably won't see chair shots anymore'll they'll, they'll take away everything out of it that seems too violent and they'll make it very kiddy fine and It'll if you thought it was bad yeah if you thought it was bad, in the PG era before it going to get a thousand times worse, but I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe someone buys it out. Who is a wrestling fan and wants to go back to the days of old. Who knows? I mean, it could, it's really just up in the air at this point. Well, what if Tony Khan buys WWE? <laughs> He's got the money.
1: <laughs> he he, he buys his his WWE does anyway. and does the, uh, he'll show, he could show up on Monday night raw and be like, now I own WWE
0: now. <laughs> that'd be nuts.
1: Yeah, that'd be crazy. And then Tony Khan can poorly book WWE too.
0: Exactly. Well, I mean, their team of writers already do that. So, but we'll get yeah. into that later. Um, oh god. So yes. other news we had was uh Sasha Banks is uh, apparently gone. They they gave her her release.
1: Uh, well, the rumor it apparently it has not been confirmed yet. It's, I th-
0: I thought I saw something earlier before I left that it is confirmed now. Oh, is uh, it now confirmed? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. I'm not that 100% not, on that, but I believe that uh, they said it was confirmed now like
1: it came out and then there was like some backtracking that was like, "Oh, well, she didn't get released. She's uh, asked for her release or and then I guess I didn't I hadn't checked up on it in the last hour or two, so probably has changed. So, what do you think where do you think Sasha Banks ends up?
0: well the the big rumor on that is that she the biggest the big problems her and vince were having is that she wanted to do more acting after her her thing on the uh the mandalorian so there were butting heads about that and um just a character development in general like i think she wanted to be a bigger star than she was being used and but the thing is is like even if she stays in wrestling and she doesn't pursue the career in acting She's still gonna have that ninety day no complete call uh, clause. So, like
1: honestly, if I was her, I probably wouldn't go to AEW. Not now.
0: No, she honestly, she should do the acting thing, man. She has. The That's what I that. would do. I yeah. would just go. I would just
1: go into acting, and you know, you can always go. You'll always have that reputation to go back into wrestling. But like the way AEW books their women, I I mean, she'd be if she thought she was an afterthought in WWE. Just imagine.
0: She's really good friends with The Rock. She's related to Snoop Dogg. Uh she's she's got the hookups, man. If she wants to wants to go that route she can.
1: Yeah, that's what I do.
0: I mean, why not? Cuz I mean, she's never going to she's never going to peak more than what she did in WWE as a wrestler, I don't think, so. Mm-hmm.
1: And I mean, no nowhere else has like a a a great women's division,
0: so. so well, it's- the Impact. As long as she avoids getting a DUI like Jeff Hardy, she should be okay. (sighs) (laughs) Which is our other news. Jeff Hardy, a DUI. again. what the hell, man? You know, but
1: what's funny is when he came back to AEW, there was a match like, it was probably his second match in. And I was like, is he on? Is he fucking drunk again? Because he (sighs) was like, I couldn't tell. Like, is he hurt or is he fucking drinking and shit again? Because... He's like climbing real slow. He's like out of, he was like walking down the fucking ramp looking like he was out of breath already before he even started wrestling. And I'm like, well, maybe it's just because he's old or whatever. And then he had the match, and then the match against the Young Bucks, he looked real fucking sloppy. And then I was like, well, maybe, you know, they're saying he's hurt. His fucking boot fell off. So maybe, you know, maybe he, maybe he was just looking sloppy. And then like two weeks later, he fucking. DUI, and they there's tons of videos of him. He was drunk as shit. He almost got, he had guns pulled on him because he yeah, wouldn't fucking like he, put he was, the car in park. Like,
0: it was he it was, was bad, fucked man. up
1: bad. And I, you know, I've always been a huge Jeff Hardy fan. He's probably like in my top five favorite wrestlers of all time. And uh, not me, but but he just always disappoints, man. He just always, he just can't get off that. That shit, dude. I don't that, know
0: what kind of demons that guy has that he can't conquer without the substance abuse, but it's obviously deep. I'll just say that. Yeah, yeah, that's a that sucks, man. I mean, I'm not the biggest Jeff Hardy fan, but it's I, I mean, even if I'm not a fan, that's not something anybody wants to see.
1: And uh, Booker T actually said that you know that AEW needs to take some of the blame for keeping putting them in these big matches, these big bump matches, but it's like you know kind of what jeff hardy's known for but like he was literally taken out of a match two weeks before this ladder match was announced because he was hurt and then they announced them in a fucking ladder match and i'm like are you fucking kidding
0: me that's the problem with AEW as a whole always fucking taking risks that they don't need to take but we'll we'll touch on that more um what else do we have randy orton Randy
1: Orton is probably done for 2022 is, is what it's looking like.
0: Well, the good news for you on this is that means that it's possibly Riddle that takes that title off of Roman.
1: I mean, it could be that they uh, apparently the rumor before was that they were going to let Orton take the belt off Roman for SummerSlam so Roman could go do it, like take a actual vacation.
0: Do you think that Riddle's ready for that?
1: I mean, they've been doing a decent job with building. I mean, if there's one thing WWE's been doing right the last, you know, few months is building Riddle, and he's like this fucking crazy dude driven by vengeance. But we'll see what happens tomorrow night because I'm a little bit worried that they're gonna squash him tomorrow night.
0: Well, here, here's some. Uh, I I don't think they'll squash him, but I, I I don't think he's gonna win that match.
1: I mean, he could still go over with and lose. I yeah. mean, but it just needs to make they just need to make sure it's a good fucking
0: match. I think what's probably let me ask this is that match an no ODq match?
1: I don't think so. I think it's a re- regular, but you know the Usos will interfere or something fucking dirty will happen.
0: yep, that's what's gonna happen. Usos is gonna interfere and they're gonna build a match for summerslam. That's what they're gonna start working towards as a build towards SummerSlam. I mean, I'm okay
1: with that because like uh, uh I that's I mean that's the one thing I've liked about wwe in the, the last few months is the riddle storyline
0: hey big t thanks for joining
1: i mean he's still got animals coming out of his ass every time he comes down to the ring but i <laughs> yeah, do yeah. like this i do like that he's a little he's a little bit more serious because he's so you know driven by trying to avenge his his buddy randy yeah
0: my bro randy <laughs>
1: But he's a fucking awesome wrestler, man. I, I, I didn't know how to fe- how I felt about him with no fucking shoes on when I first saw him. I was like, who is this fucking guy with no shoes? I was shocked you no didn't shoe? know
0: him from MMA, honestly, because he was pretty. Uh, you uh, know, pretty I didn't know anything MMA. about
1: him till I honestly, until I started playing the WWE game. I was like, who is this dude with no shoes? And then when I started watching WWE again, I was like, oh, man, this guy is fucking. He's good, man. Every match he has is, you know. Is a good match.
0: Well, actually, since you brought up the game, I just read some news on a uh, on eWrestling News site. Apparently, the uh, the WWE Two K uh, executive producer Patrick Gilmore is leaving WWE Two K to pursue some quote new adventures.
1: I mean, they just got that game right from the disaster that was Two K Twenty.
0: This guy has been with them doing the game stuff, though. They're producer for the game since Aladdin. Like, going back to Aladdin on Sega Genesis. Like, that's how long he's been in the video games oh, wow. business. So, maybe he's just stepping away from it altogether. Like, just video games in general.
1: I mean, they just need to build on what they did this year with the game. I mean, the fucking gameplay is awesome.
0: It is fun. I'm having a lot of fun it, with it. It's a fun game. The I Alder- hate the My Rise mode, but I'm having fun. Yeah. I just There's so many it. ways to have fun. Look, man, I just want to download Will Osprey. okay? <laughs> let Don't lock his attire... So I can't fucking download him. That's who I want. Give him to me, or at what's, least let me buy the buy the shit, and not have to unlock it.
1: What's shitty about that is, um, is that it's there's only like a couple items. There's probably maybe ten items that you have to actually complete a My Rise objective to unlock. The rest of it, you can either download the packs or um, or just buy it with your uh, WWE points. See, I'm
0: worried that I'm going to play the wrong storyline. And like not unlock it. That's what pisses me off.
1: It should tell you which which storyline unlocks the rest of it. And oh, that yeah. will Osprey call is like the best call in the whole game.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, I was actually talking with Jay at work and he said that there's like not a whole lot of good new Japan calls on the Xbox. I told him I was like, Man, this Osprey one on fucking PS five is like one of the best calls ever made.
1: So. Well, you can stitch the, you can stitch things into the, um, into the jackets and shit. And whoever made this guy stitched his fucking Jack, his entrance jacket to the fucking T to the T. Like this dude sat there and made sure that shit was, you know, exactly. I can't right. do the
0: stitch stuff. I've tried, but I'm not, I'd like, yeah, I,
1: I tried it too. And I was just like, ah, I'm, I'm not trying I'm, I'm done Yeah, it's, <laughs> too it's, much. It's
0: too rough. All right, so we have a lot of actual wrestling to talk about here, other than news. Uh, first, I, well, I, I don't have much to say about SmackDown. That's what we're going to touch on first.
1: The only, I mean, the SmackDown was kind of lackluster. Yeah, it I was. mean, the the Sami Zayn Riddle match was actually a really good match. Uh,
0: it was. I, I I did say that. I said, uh, Sam. I said, Sami versus Riddle was good. Everything else was forgettable. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, I on the only other note I have is Rousey is still shit and feuding with Natty now, I guess.
1: That, uh, yeah, so Rousey, that was one thing I want to say. That, of course, she, fuck, I cannot fucking stand Ronda Rousey, but her match with Shotzi was actually decent. But, uh, it was, and all then right. Lacey Evans won the Money in the Bank qualifier. And yeah, I don't, I actually don't remember. Anything I skipped to that I because I don't give a. <laughs>
0: Because I don't fucking care who wins the Money in the Bank qualifier because I don't care about the women's wrestling on WWE anymore because they just don't have enough good talent there. Yeah. To to, to have events like that. Like, Basically, you just got Charlotte and a few others, and that's it. Charlotte, Becky, Asuka, uh, Bianca Belair.
1: You don't like Shotzi, bro? Not really. I'm surprised.
0: Why? Because she's Asian? <laughs> yeah. I didn't say she looks bad. I just said I don't like her. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, SmackDown, that's all that's all yeah. I really the only other thing I wanted to talk about with you in regards to Smackdown is you got a little bit of a rant about long title runs. You're not a fan of them.
1: Yeah, I I don't I just don't I I feel like it buries talent. Some like I hated the, when John Cena was the champ every fucking mm-hmm pay-per-view like and I'm not saying the title needs to change change hands you know all the time but to have a fucking I mean Roman Reigns has had the title for fucking 400 some fucking days So like, what
0: about the CM Punk title run where he had it like 300 plus days and that a lot of people think that's one of the greatest title runs ever
1: Well I didn't I was a cat I was a extra casual WWE fan then so I I don't really know. I don't really. I can't really speak on that title run because I wasn't watching it. Really, I was just kind of you know read the shit on the internet. But I don't well, know I, what I don't like more is the fuck is it honestly is like the the part time shit. Like don't fucking give Brock Lesnar a title. And you know what? And I know Roman Reigns has been fucking grinding his ass off, but give give the belt to somebody else while he's gone. Like that, your champion should be visible. He's he, not going to be
0: gone that long though.
1: He, I mean, he hasn't been on TV in a month. I have not seen, I have not seen those two belts in a month.
0: He'll be and back. I, he'll, he'll be, be on TV for SummerSlam, and then you'll start seeing him on the regular after that again. The rumor is he's like filming something. I think that's the reason he's taking this time off. But I don't know. Maybe it's just family time. I mean, I, I'm all
1: for like you know he's definitely earned his uh, he's definitely earned his time off and his lighter schedule, but just like fucking. Let someone else fucking hold the title for a little bit while you're fucking taking a vacation. And then so, come back and fucking get it back.
0: So anything else on Smack? I, I'll, I'll say this before I, I move on. I'm a fan of long title runs as long as it's on somebody good. And Roman is one of the best in the business right now, so I don't have a problem with it being on that. As a matter of fact, he's one of the only reasons I watch SmackDown, period. So... Yeah, it's I love the tribal chief stuff. I think it's fucking gold, but it's kind of all they have over there. So there's not it a only whole took lot to like. Roman
1: lie. Reigns fucking 15 years to finally stick on people. <laughs> hey,
0: It's it's there though, and it's good. So I it guess the wait I guess the wait was worth it. Yeah. Uh, rampage. Let's talk about fucking rampage. AEW rampage.
1: Yeah, uh, pull my notes up here.
0: Oh, yeah, because uh, I have some notes on this. Would you like to hear how my notes start off?
1: Yeah, let's. you start your notes while I'm pulling mine up.
0: All right, well, my notes start off as Eddie Kingston fucking sucks. Dude, yes. How can, how can anybody like this guy? How can anybody think he's a good wrestler? I don't understand it. Like, what exactly is his style? Is it drunken style of pro wrestling? Because that's what it it's looks
1: like. It's a bra- it's a brawler style, but that I mean, literally all this dude does is fucking come out to the ring and slap people. And he looks chop. like
0: he's fucking drunk all the time.
1: He slaps and chop. He just like, like I mean, he he walks in the ring. He's like ah, and then he fucking chop chop chop, and then he fucking goes outside the ring and like throws him into the fucking fucking I, barricade. You
0: know I bet his sloppy drunk ass is the reason Moxley had to go to rehab. He's probably fucking had him out partying every fucking night, getting sloppy drunk. Like, no, bro, No, bro, It's okay, man. Just go to work like this. It's good. I do it all the time. We're fucking gangsters, okay? Fucking die for this shit.
1: (sighs) He he is just fucking... He's terrible. And you know what's funny is people were pissing me off with their marking out for him. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go make a fucking video of fucking eddie kingston wrestling matches and how <laughs> shitty they are so i'm going on so I'm, i didn't end up making the video but so i'm searching these videos and i found top 10 eddie kingston's top 10 wrestling moves and i'm oh, like
0: this this ought to be good
1: and i was like okay i was like what is it gonna be fucking slap fucking knife edge chop fucking spinning back <laughs> and they like But no, they had some suplexes in there and some other shit. And I was like, when the fuck does he do this? I never seen him do a fucking suplex. All I see him do is fucking throw people around and slap people around. And I mean, fuck. I mean, his finishing move is a fucking spinning back slap. That's my point. His fucking
0: (laughs) finisher is a spinning back slap. I just
1: fucking can't stand him. And everybody's like. Everyone's like, he needs a title shot. And I'm like, no, he doesn't.
0: It would be the worst title run in the history of wrestling.
1: I mean, it would I mean the promos would be okay, but even his like I, I don't s- even
0: like his promos anymore, man. Honestly,
1: like, his the what what people like about his promos is his style. Because his promos are really pretty much the same. They are I'm fucking I'm fucking crazy. I'm fucking I'm I'll die for this sport. I'll this sport I love so much, blah 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 blah. It's just his delivery and shit is, and I've seen some shit of him like backstage. His like, pro-
0: all his promos are the same. shit. No, you think this shit is a dog. You think this shit is the job, dog. This is life to me. This is life. This ain't no fucking yeah. job. This is real life. I'm like, shut up.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that match was fucking, that, that was the Jake Hager match.
0: He should not have beat Jake Hager.
1: Yeah, man, he's but he's like he's gonna be a champ one day,
0: okay? There is nobody in the world who, if they saw those two guys standing next to each other, and you someone said, "Hey, these two guys right here, if they got in a fight, who do you think would win?" No one's gonna pick Eddie Kingston, no one. You yeah, know, look at him standing next to Jake Hager. They'll be like, "Man, that guy will fucking destroy him."
1: And that's the other thing. Like, uh, he. We were talking about this like small guys or whatever in AEW. Well, he's a fucking fat, fucking sloppy looking motherfucker. He he's dumpy looking. He's dumpy. He's dumpy he looking. He's dumpy. He's got fucking big old belly. <laughs> he fucking marches out there with his fucking combat boots and his fucking BDU pants with and his, his wife beater.
0: Fucking... He always has to get, get down to his wife beater. Oh, my the, end of the damn. match. I mean, I'm wearing yeah. a wife beater right now, but still. I'm not podcasting in it.
1: (laughs) Like, dude, if you look at these results, fucking Kingston, Kingston brawls. Kingston hits him with a knife edge chops It's a, I'm less like, what the fuck? Oh, he got a suit. He countered, oh, no. He counters a suplex from Hager with two suplexes of his own.
0: Fix, he says he runs like a toddler. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> he does he does he does. He runs like he's in pain which he probably is because he's a wrestler but it looks like it hurts him to run
0: that's all i'm i'm not ever going to be able to see him run to the ring or do anything now without envisioning that that's what i'm going to see every time as a little fucking toddler just
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> oh god
1: so we had then we had uh, Satnam Singh and Jay Lethal versus Davey Vega and Matt Fitchett.
0: I skipped that match. I didn't even watch it.
1: I mean, it was just basically like, "Hey, look at this gigantic fucking Indian guy kill these fucking two jobbers." Yep, that's exactly why I skipped it. And it was it was not much to it. And plus, I, guess I, I like
0: I like Jay Lethal. I don't want to see him fucking job to some fucking. Green well, no, with
1: he, w- he was he was with Satnam Singh. Yeah, that's right. They but...
0: They, so, they, they're misusing jay white <laughs> big t says he looks like an unfinished call
1: <laughs> <laughs> i downloaded his call in wwe2k just so that you
0: could feud with him and beat his ass all the time oh good because you should make mode. me beat his ass all the time um, uh the the uh, i will say that that uh the next thing the six-man tag match on rampage was pretty good
1: the uh the main event yeah Dude, everything FDR does is like those guys are good and then uh and then the Will Osprey and and uh and Aussie Open I I kind of I the only thing only problem I had with that match was that they I think they should have put uh Osprey over in that match.
0: They should have. And I don't like the way they're using Osprey and AEW, but I'll I'll touch more on that. Uh,
1: I know they want I know they're building FTR to be like this, you know, the best tag team of all time. And that's fine because those guys deserve <laughs> to be the best tag team of all time. But they could have like Osprey could have got t- fucking Trent Beretta or even one of the Aussie open guys could have pinned Trent Beretta and yeah. and, and it would have been fine. It was just you know. It, I, you know, just poor decision making because it's like you bring this guy in who's hyped to be like the best wrestler pound for pound right now in the game and his first match in, in the United on AEW on TV and he loses. And it's like, yep. okay. And I know he didn't get pinned, but still, just fucking let,
0: like I said, Trent Beretta, who's a fucking nobody, just let him go. I will say this head. though I am glad that they. Put him in a tag match and didn't put him against some singles guy that nobody fucking cares about. Yeah, I hate
1: um, when they do that shit. Put him in there with a jobber.
0: <laughs> exactly, or, exactly. Or
1: what they call enhancement talent now.
0: Hey, here's here's one of the best in the world. We're gonna put him against this guy that you've never fucking heard of. Yeah, that looks like Will Ospreay could eat him for lunch. All right, so moving on. Next, we're gonna talk about New Japan. Pro Wrestling Dominion. They're they're basically their Summer Slam event, is what uh, Dominion is. This as is your like- this was your introduction to New Japan. So, before we go through uh, some of the matches here, I want to get your thoughts on the product as a whole.
1: Well, I thought the wrestling in it is very good. All the matches are awesome. All the matches were awesome. I was not as into it. Because I just clicking. don't know the people yet, so I'm not as invested in it. But, uh, but I, I did like it, and I am gonna go and watch, and I'm gonna continue to watch it, Good. so that I can learn who the people are, and get uh, more invested. But yeah, I thought it was I thought it was really awesome.
0: I'll do a lot of talking on this because I'm obviously uh, New Japan is my favorite company out of all of them right now. But uh, so. I'm not going to talk about every match, but I am going to touch on some of the ones that uh, caught my interest here just to kind of give you some insight on it as well. Uh, the tag match that had uh, Tetsuya Naito and Ace Austin in it. Did you watch that one? It was basically oh, yeah. um, Los Angeles Bernables versus Bullet Club. Right. Yeah, um, that was a good match. Yeah, uh, so Ace Austin is now a member of Bullet Club, which I like. I, I think that's that's good it. Gives him more recognition. And Ace Austin is good. He's actually from Impact. I don't know if you are too familiar. Yeah, well, I noticed
1: his belt says Impact, so I figured he has the X Division
0: Championship. Yep, yeah, he's an right? X Division Champion. The only thing uh, about that match is you get a lot of those in New Japan, the big six-man matches, like faction versus faction kind of things. Sometimes they're really good. Sometimes they're cookie cutter. It, it all depends on who's a part of it. If is a part of it, I'm going to watch it.
1: Like, I mean, uh, AAW does the same thing yeah. with the six-man tag.
0: Yeah, but Naito is is gold pretty much every time you watch him. Everything else is mostly skippable. But uh, it, it was all right for what it was, you know. Typical. Let's build up to the. the match what is the that weird stick
1: that he had that Ace Austin has? What is that thing?
0: <laughs> I don't know what that's all about, honestly. It's just like his weird.
1: It's like he's, he's trying trying to gambit it with that card, <laughs> and uh,
0: maybe and he the, is. Maybe that's what it's all about. Uh, you
1: know, I like him. I like his look. I, I like his style. His uh, his his trunks are a little are a little short though, a little tight. Yeah, they are. Around his butt cheeks. <laughs> <laughs> they had it. There was a shot. There was a shot of uh of him, and it was like from behind, and it was like the camera was like just right up on his butt, and I was just like, God damn, them shorts are like up in his ass crack.
0: I have something to say about camera work later on when we get to <laughs> dynamite. I'll, I'll 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 say that. But um, did you watch the Gallows versus Yano match? Yeah, you watched the whole thing, right?
1: Yeah, I watched the whole thing.
0: Okay, so Luke Gallows versus uh Toru Yano. The thing with Yano is Yano is that goofy guy in New Japan. He's always every single match of his is going to be is almost that the guy with the spray. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he's the goofy guy. All his matches are always goofy. He does goofy shit. He always wins his matches in a goofy way sometimes they're okay most of the time they're cookie cutter and skippable honestly yeah. unless you just want to see some kooky shit then you can just watch it for that reason
1: it was very uh, it was very kooky Japanese type it, shit it's, it's
0: definitely it's definitely the, the, the first a culture loved. match like, this, is a, this looks like anime this is what it reminds me of well, but the six man tag championship so yeah New Japan has an actual championship for like uh, six man tags I, I like that. I, I that's one of the things I like about them is that they have something that's, it basically makes tri- uh, that you know the three man tag matches mean something.
1: Yeah, because honestly, like it, they they do that a lot in AEW, and there is a rumor that they are coming out with those t- with titles for that. But like AEW needs more fucking belts. But so,
0: some what did you think of Zack Saber Jr. Because it was him, uh Yoshinobu Kanemaru, and uh, El, Desper- uh, El Desperado which is the guy with the mask, versus Evil, Yujiro Takahashi, and Show. All three of those members are Bullet Club. You might have heard them uh, call them the House of Torture, but House of Torture is a part of Bullet Club.
1: So. Oh, okay. But yeah, I, I thought it was a great, great match. I uh, I do like Zack Sabre Jr., and he's rumored to fight, uh, to be fighting Brian Danielson at Forbidden Door, so.
0: Ooh, that'd be good. That'd be a be damn a,
1: good, a good match. match.
0: Yeah, I, I actually will. Looking forward to that, but you'll you'll grow to love Zach Saber Jr. just because of his transitions. He's like a technical guy, but the way he makes it look so smooth. If you think Osprey looks clean with everything he does, watch more of Zach Saber Jr. That dude is so fucking clean with everything he does. It's it's crispy crispy. Yes, but uh bullet bullet club ended up winning to retain their the six man championship.
1: Yeah, so but is Bullet Club like just all the foreign guy, like all the white guys?
0: No, because uh, Evil, the the three guys that were in that match, all of them, in the House of Torture, are all Japanese, and they're all part of Bullet oh, Club. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, um, next we had Bad Luck Fale and Chase Owens, the champs, versus Jeff Cobb and Great O'Con for the tag team championship. Yeah, that match was just kind of meh, honestly i love jeff cobb i love the great okan i I like everyone in the match but it was it was lackluster to me honestly but jeff cobb once you start watching the g1 you'll see people like jeff cobb chase owens and great okan shine and a lot of these dudes man they'll they'll tag them together but they shine in the singles matches like yeah most of new japan is all about the singles matches that's where everyone shines but
1: so do they have, are they kind of like AEW or they just have like a, a plethora of talent that they just need to shove it all into?
0: Well, the reason they do so much stuff like that is because that's one thing I love about the company is you still have factions. Like you still yeah. have stables. You got Chaos, which is Okada's people. You got um, Los Ingos Bernables. You got Bullet Club. You got uh, Suzuki Goon.
1: You actually United have
0: factions. Empire. And then you got United Empire. So. I like that, man. I like stables. I like people teaming together and coming out with each other during their matches and shit like that. But uh, actually, uh, Jeff Khan, uh, Jeff Cobb and Great Khan took the belts from Bad Luck Folly and Chase Owens. So
1: Yeah, they, they won.
0: With Tour of the Islands, which I love that finisher, by the way, Jeff Cobb's finisher. Yeah. Like for a big guy like him, it, it just works. Uh, let's see. Oh, this this actually has some relevance to AEW. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Hiroki Goto for the for an interim world title eliminator match. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and Tanahashi won.
0: Yeah, Tanahashi won. He'll face Moxley for the interim AEW title.
1: We all knew that was going to happen.
0: I will say that them two fighting each other was definitely better than Moxley versus fucking uh kyle o'reilly when that didn't even make any sense because they had a battle royal that was shit to lead up to it 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 just it was just pointless yeah it was
1: you didn't feature any of your stars it was all your mid card guys and everybody knew that john moxley was going to win so why didn't you just give it to just say fucking john moxley fucking is going to be fighting whoever wins the fucking match in njpw
0: uh, ben, I I haven't read anything about it yet, but I'm assuming it's probably going to be fine if they're talking about booking him against ZSJ, which is good. I'm glad that it's nothing serious with his uh, history of that. So
1: it might have just kind of been a scare. Where they're like, "All right, take it easy."
0: It was probably a light concussion. Nothing, nothing serious. Like the ones he was getting back when he left wrestling would like bad concussions, yeah. like the ones where yeah, he was forgetting forget shit for and yeah, things like that. So. Uh, next up, the KOPW match. You liked this match,
1: yeah?
0: Between a uh, uh, Takagi Shingo and Tai Chi.
1: I liked the concept. It was it was fun. It was like, interesting. well, explain the
0: concept of it. So, so basically,
1: you get points for every uh every like slap on the mat. So if it's a one two, then then you, you get know, two you points. Get yeah, points. and then it's ten minute. There's ten minute time limit, and then. So I mean it could make for some real fucking dramatic matches. That one was kind of like, eh, they kind of let the score get a little too high and it was like, yeah. okay, there's no way they're going to close the gap on that in the in you know 10 seconds. But I could see it I would like to see that more.
0: I liked it too. I thought it was interesting.
1: And uh the guy the guy Now you know
0: match. that match was voted on by the fans. Because the way the KOPW thing works is like whoever is the KOPW like trophy holder, they uh they get challenged for it. But what ends up happening is there's usually three like different match types that they get to, they get to, I don't know if they get to pick them or the fans pick them. I know the fans choose the, the match type uh, winner, but I don't know if they choose the actual match type. I think the wrestlers yeah. choose the match type, but.
1: Well, that shit was cool, and I would love to see that more often. I think it could make for some really good shit.
0: Yeah, it, uh, but uh, Shingo ended up winning and keeping the KOPW trophy. The matches are kind of goofy, but they're fun. They're they're better than the tour the the Yano matches, which Yano was actually the KOPW champion for the longest. So you, you can imagine the kind of goofy fucking matches you got. It was good though, honestly. Uh, next up, we had Tama Tonga versus Carl the Machine Gun Anderson.
1: That was one of my favorite matches of the the whole.
0: It was really good um, because they have a lot of history. Like, Tama Tonga is one of the original founders of Bullet Club. Carl Anderson was in shortly after that. And they uh, basically, like, uh, Tama Tonga's finisher was handed down to him from Carl, Carl Anderson.
1: Yeah, that was a good match, and it was like one of those heavy hitting, like strong style matches where they were just fucking going at each other the whole oh, time. Yeah.
0: I love strong style, man. It's it's yeah. some people aren't a fan of it because it's too much, like you know, forearms and shit. But well,
1: that's like uh, the guy I was telling you about that I rode rode around with today. He was a big NJPW fan. He's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I just love it because they're just beating the shit out of each other. They all the really time.
0: are, though. It's rough. He's like, it's. He said it was way worse back in the day, though. Oh, it was, man. Back in the Shibata days, ooh. He's like, I, show, not... I showed you that headbutt. Remember yeah. the head? Oh.
1: He said. He said, I kind of, I kind of slacked back on watching it a little bit because he's like, it's not as, it's not as intense as it used to be. But he's like, yeah. He said that's his favorite too. So.
0: But uh, shockingly, Carl Anderson beat him for the never open weight championship. I yeah, was I was not I, expecting I thought, that. I
1: Definitely didn't think that guy was gonna win. And then he pulled it off, so that was kind of cool.
0: I love Carl Anderson's thing he does during his entrance, where he gets in the ring and does the like machine gun. to <laughs> <laughs> They used to do that, and like all the members of Bullet Club would fall down. It was that was pretty cool. But, yeah, I don't I don't hate that he won it. I'll say that that's that's one of the things I love about New Japan. Also, is that you get surprises like that. The matches aren't as predictable sometimes. Yes. Yeah. Next up, we had Will Ospreay with United Empire versus Sonata for the vacated IWGP um, United States Championship
1: that was a very good match that I need it to was, watch
0: again. <laughs> you need to re, you 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 do need to watch that match again it was it was really really fucking good what was weird about it though uh I will go ahead and say Will Ospreay ended up winning it Sonata had the belt it, it's a weird situation because Sonata had the belt before he had to vacate it because he got injured then i think tanahashi won it and he had it for a little while i forget who had it after him but like it's it's been passed around a little bit somehow some way juice robinson had it i don't know if he was the champion or if he just had the belt or what the deal was with that but that's the reason there was no belt present like after will osprey won is because apparently the belt was still with juice yeah, Who, it's I, I don't know. And I don't know if he fucking stole it and got sick and then he couldn't bring it back or what what the deal was with that, but
1: apparent what I was reading about it is that it's they're trying it's gonna set up some kind of feud between him <clears throat> and Osprey.
0: I like Juice. I I like that he's with Bullet Club now. He needed a, a character refresh, so it should be good. And the main he event
1: did a promo at the end about You know, I want my fucking belt.
0: Yeah. Did you watch the backstage stuff yet?
1: I watched most of it. I I didn't see the Osprey thing, but
0: yeah, you have to jump around till you see him because it was pretty good. He talks about that actually because he puts his belt on the table. He's like, he's like, he's like, where where where's it at? He's like, yeah. This is obviously not it. This is the British heavyweight championship. Where where's my fucking belt?
1: Yeah, he was walking out when it, and he was holding up his belt and he was like holding up another one like a fake one. <laughs> like...
0: So you're you've been uh you're kind of like all all in on Osprey now. Uh
1: yeah, I I'm all in. All the way in. I fucking love that dude already.
0: He dude, he And you said you went back and watched like some of his old clips and stuff too, right?
1: watching some of his older matches and stuff and like the dude is just crispy man like everything oh, he yeah. does is fucking
0: it's it's so clean.
1: clean and like i can't wait to talk about the dynamite match so
0: all right well we'll go ahead and get the dominion wrapped up here with uh Kazuchika uh Kazuchika i can't ever say his fucking name okada versus jay white with with gato little history here for you gato for the longest time was with okada like yeah. that was like his like side his little sidekick that always came out there with him. He turned on Okada when he joined Jay White. So there's a little history for you there on that. It was actually a big deal when he turned on him because everyone was so fucking shocked. But so great match. O- Okada matches are usually good. Sometimes are cookie cutter, but he his performance is always top notch. I did I did add this note. I love the metal barricades in New Japan.
1: Yeah, dude, I was... <laughs> dude, I was, when, they,
0: when they sling them into that fucking one part of the cage with the door, and the door just slings open, I, I love that shit so much.
1: <laughs> I was like, damn, those barricades look rough, man. <laughs> and
0: and they don't play, man. They just sl- sling them into those damn yeah. things. And the sound it's that far door far makes far when far it slams open just weird. makes it sound worse. All
1: over it. It's fucking I, just... Straight metal.
0: I hate I hate the barricades, man. I, I do. I've always hated the barricades, but since they switched to it. Yeah. But uh but. Jay White, Jay White wins via Blade Runner, new champion, and boy did he cut a fucking promo afterwards. Oh yes he
1: did. And then the promo backstage was even better. Oh yeah. He went straight for the fucking neck of AEW and was I loved how he was like, AEW wouldn't exist without me.
0: Yes, everyone who watches AEW should give thanks to Jay White because it's yeah. all because of him. He was
1: like, he's like, he ended it, he even ended it with saying, You're welcome. <laughs> I love when he was like, he was like, he was asking the other guys in Bullet Club, he's like, Is there anybody that can touch Jay White? And they're like, No.
0: <laughs> yeah, he calls himself the catalyst of pro wrestling. How do you like that? Uh... Yeah.
1: He is the, he, cause he is, he is the,
0: the, the last rock and roller King switch, baby.
1: Yeah. He's a, he's another one that I'm like quickly becoming a huge fan of.
0: Oh yeah. Like at first I didn't care for him when I first saw him in New Japan, but then like he grew on me like instantly. When
1: we were making the trailers for the, when I was making the trailers for the TikTok, like when we first got this idea you had told me to watch that match or like get a clip from that match yeah and, and that's the first time i was like oh who's this jay white guy because a bunch of you know when you click on it when you put in something on youtube a bunch of shit pops up so i started watching some of that shit so i was already kind of like i already kind of like knew who he was and then uh and then he cut that fucking promo and i was like damn this dude is fucking awesome
0: And in the ring, he's great too, man. Like he's
1: He's great wrestler too. He's all around
0: good. I love the guys that have it all. Have they have the look, they have the wrestling, and they have the promos. Like they have the voice. So, and him being a heel is perfect because he already has that like New Zealand accent, so he sounds so douchey.
1: And he and he's even like uh, he looks even more like a heel with his with that fucking beard.
0: Yeah, because he didn't Uh, used to
1: have that beard. He used to be clean cut
0: yeah I like the beard good. much better.
1: but he looks like a true fucking heel now
0: I think he's gonna be your next Triple H as far as heels go yeah I really do just by by how he is now because he can catch the heat yeah okay. actually and I actually I wanted to mention this before we move on like you remember when he was in the ring and he was telling all the people like the Japanese people he's like say something say something Well, the big thing behind that is they're not allowed to like cheer because of COVID.
1: Oh yes, I wanted to ask you about that because it's so quiet in there.
0: That's so is that what it is? That's why that was such a big fucking deal is because he actually got them to start cheering, and that's like you know like you're not supposed to because of the protocol. So, I mean that's that's a big fucking deal. It's like it's not being talked about as much, but it's a big deal.
1: Cause I was like, the crowd is dead, and then I'm thinking, is this like a Japanese thing that they just like? Are they quiet during the matches? They don't cheer or anything. Cause that was one thing I, uh, that was one thing I noticed. I was like, there's no, no one's yelling or screaming or booing or anything. Like, what is that? So that's like, that's a, that's their rules because of COVID. They think,
0: if yeah, you know, that's why they they are they're usually a little louder than they um, are. Uh, I mean, Japanese fans have always still been like. They're not gonna be like be talking and shouting the whole fucking match like your WWE fans or your American fans do. They're gonna be mostly quiet. But when something good happens that they like, you're gonna get the ooh or the yeah. ah or the cheers, you know, and such like that. So interesting. All right. So all in all New Japan, you think you're so you're an instant fan, pretty much?
1: Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna keep watching and the G one's coming up, so I'll be oh, before,
0: but I, I'm glad you brought that up because I don't want to. They did announce the members of the G1 for this. Uh, on on this event, they didn't tell what blocks they're going to be in, but uh, I'll go ahead and tell you basically how the G1 works. So the G1, you have two blocks. You have an A block and you have a B block, and the 28 wrestlers are separated based on that. And everyone in the block, you're going to face every single person in the block. So everyone in the A block will face each other.
1: So it's like round robin.
0: And they, but they do it by points. There's no eliminations. And to, but if you're eliminated, it's by points. So like every match you win, you get two points. If you get a draw, you get one point. And so of it's course, like
1: World Cup soccer,
0: basically. Exactly. It's exactly like that. And, it, it starts to get intense once you get towards the end and you got people who have like, you know, 10 points, 12 points and they could lose. If they lose the next match, they could be out and someone could take the lead over them. So it gets exciting towards the end, but it's, I love the format of it. Well,
1: I'm looking forward to that.
0: I will say some people that's going to be uh, first timers this year, like Okada, Tanahashi, Naito. They're almost always in it. Goto. Tama has been in quite a few, uh, but some newcomers this year is a uh, filthy Tom Lawler from New Japan Strong, is a newcomer this year. Uh, Jonah from New Japan Strong is uh, new to the G One. Great Ocon I think this will be his first G One. Um, and that's pretty much it. Lance Archer. This won't be his first E G One, but he uh, he's good in the G Ones. Huh. Like that—that's the thing you're going to notice the most is once the match quality when that tournament is going on is, is, is just unreal.
1: Well, they don't know what to do with Lance Archer and AEW. So it's good. He can take a
0: break. They waste him is what they do. <laughs> all right. So raw, what, what did you have to say about raw?
1: Like what, what the fuck?
0: <laughs> you had a lot to say about it. So I want to hear it.
1: I like, I, I just don't. Okay. First of all, why the fuck is raw three hours long?
0: It doesn't need be. to be. Three hours long. It does not need to be three hours long.
1: Somebody was arguing with me about it, saying that they need it. They ha- it has to be three hours long so they can uh, showcase all the talent. No, no, you don't. It doesn't have to be three hours long.
0: You still and, don't showcase all the talent.
1: Yeah, you still don't showcase
0: all the talent because you're doing dumb
1: shit like a fucking pose down with fucking Austin Theory and Bobby Lashley, and that's your main event.
0: That's the main event—a fucking pose down.
1: And the sad thing is that they had an awesome fucking match with Seth Rollins and AJ Styles that that should have been. Why was that not the main event? Because they're stupid. It wasn't, and it wasn't the first match. It wasn't the last match. It wasn't like it wasn't the match before the pose down thing. It was the it was in the middle of the card. Like it was I did,
0: nothing. I did hate the finish of that match, though. Cause we got this awesome match and then it ended with a fucking roll up.
1: You know why? did That's another thing they do. I, I was, we were talking about that with the women. Like, um, like what the fuck is with the roll ups? Like all the women matches end in roll ups.
0: That's yeah. It's cause like they, I guess they feel like a roll up doesn't hurt the character, but sometimes the comeback of the character is the best part of the character. Yeah. So, uh, I mean and like
1: uh so <clears throat> they uh it, they had a match the match before the match before the stupid pose down thing was fucking Rey Mysterio and fucking whatever the fuck that weird dude's name is Mahan or
0: I don't Mahir. even know cuz I don't give a fuck about him that's the
1: thing. <laughs> and it was like it was like a decent match but it's like why was that why was that the fucking main event? What I mean, why was that the one before the main event? Uh let's see. Fucking okay. I will, I will,
0: we had uh we had the, the Riddle Miz promo was good. The Riddle Miz see, promo was good. I don't see uh, Riddle beating Roman though, honestly.
1: I yeah, I, I can't see that happening. Uh so apparently this was another like news item, I guess, but I was just gonna talk about it on raw. So Tomas or Thomas, Tomas Champa or whatever his Tommaso name is. Tomas Champa. Tomaso Champa. Apparently, he they've given up on pushing him, and he's basically become a jobber.
0: Yeah, I know, which is sad because he's fu- he has great skill. He's a good wrestler, damn good.
1: And uh, so I don't know what's up with that, but basically that was the first match was him jobbing to uh to Riddle because that match he- was like. Pretty quick. You know, you
0: know what's funny to me about Tommaso Ciampa. His he's got like a weird skin color, man. Like he looks, he almost looks like he's made of gold.
1: Yeah, it's, a, <laughs> it's that Italian skin on him.
0: I'm telling you, man. Like I look at this dude, and I'm like, damn, this dude has like the best skin I've ever seen in my life. It's like he's made yeah, of gold.
1: Big T, we opened the show uh, talking about the Vince thing. Oh
0: yeah, yeah. You have to go back and listen to that because we 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 talk a lot about it and give our our thoughts, our theories on it
1: uh and then you had um another good match was uh montez ford and jimmy uso that was yeah
0: good. it wasn't bad but like how many fucking times are we gonna see street profits versus jimmy the usos in some way or fashion <laughs> and, and and expect us to still be excited when they have the match that matters for the fucking belts yeah stop I giving know. if you want us to be excited about a tag match that's going to be for the titles then stop putting them against each other every fucking week. Cause then I'm not yeah. going to care when the match finally happens. I'm like, what the fuck ever.
1: This again, it goes back to the, to the booking. Like, well, why it doesn't make any sense. I will say though, I, I really like Montez Ford. I think he is a fucking phenomenal wrestler. He's good.
0: He's, he's, he's pretty good.
1: I think he could be – I don't know yeah, him, how him
0: – and, Him and Bianca Belair train their fucking asses off, so.
1: I mean, he is good. He entertain every time he has a match, he entertains me. But I agree. Like, why are you fighting the Usos every week? Like, they didn't do that shit with RKO, RK bro. They fucking built that shit up.
0: I don't know, man. I, I just – I don't know.
1: Like, the street prophets should why not like have the street prop- prophets fight fucking Chad Gable and Otis and and let the Usos like fucking interfere you know fucking basic fucking shit.
0: I'll say this though, um, but the match was okay. I just don't want to see it much more. But uh, what did you think of the Becky Lynch Dana Brooke bullshit again?
1: I mean, I really hope that they're do going somewhere with this.
0: I I'm I'm mad about it actually. The only, my only notes on that whole thing. You want to know what my notes are for that? <laughs> <That's serious. laughs> my notes are Becky is so fine and it's a damn shame what they were doing to her with the booking. Or it's a da- it's a damn shame what they're doing with her booking her with Dana Brooks. Well, That's a waste of Becky Lynch right there.
1: The rumor is that they're doing running this storyline where she's like hit rock bottom, she can't win, and then her redemption is going to be money in the bank and winning the belt back, but I don't know. Yay, I, I don't like I'm so it.
0: excited. It's just
1: she's so good and like you're just wasting her talent by making her look like shit every week.
0: That's what makes me that's the reason that the women's division is so hard to follow for me is because You give me people like Becky and Charlotte who are good and fun to watch, but then you put them in these shit storylines against people who aren't even close to their fucking level. And it just, it makes you lose interest because like it's, it's not believable that these fucking other women are going to stand a chance against them. Super athletes.
1: And then she didn't even like, they didn't even really wrestle. They like got, they, they, she, like, beat the fuck out of her outside the mm-hmm. ring and then told her, I don't want your fucking 24-7 championship title. Then Oscar came out there and attacked her, and yeah. they went back and forth. And then, you know, I don't know how many times we're going to see Asuka and Becky Lynch go at it before they fucking...
0: Well, you <laughs> got to... Least...
1: Just keep fucking... Well, you counting. got
0: at least uh, 10 to 15 more times before SummerSlam. I mean, they were the main
1: event three weeks in a row, so... Jesus. Uh... And then we had another, we had another women's match. Your favorite fucking two women's wrestlers, Dewdrop and Nikki Ash.
0: Yeah, I skipped that match as soon as I saw it. I skipped <laughs> to the fucking, I skipped it. I didn't even watch the finish. I just skipped it. As soon as it was off the screen, I continued.
1: Well, Alexa Bliss and and uh and Liv Morgan won, and they had a little friendly banter back and forth about who's gonna win Money in the Bank because it was a Money in the Bank qualifier match. Then you had... Uh,
0: well, I hope everyone enjoyed the sandwich that they made during that match. That's that's what <laughs> I'll say about that.
1: Then you had uh, you had um, Ezekiel had te- and Kevin yes. Owens.
0: And, and you know what? Kevin Owens is still a national treasure. This, yeah. this Ezekiel thing has kind of run its course, but still a national treasure. Well, and
1: now Elias is going to show up next week. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you, you must have skipped past that part.
0: I think uh, – no, I I must have just missed it because I watched that whole thing. But.
1: Yeah, he said at the end of the match that Elias will be there next week. Him and Elias will be together next
0: week. Oh, man, the, they're going to become the tag champions. <laughs> so how's that going to work? So let me ask you this. Obviously, this, it, it, obviously, Eli, uh, Ezekiel is Elias. Right but what how what if they found some fucking way to make it like what what if what if it really was true like what if it turned out that that really was his fucking younger brother and you and Elias comes in and like all of us have been worked like just that, that would be running. amazing
1: that would be amazing I actually you were talking about that and I got goosebumps thinking about it like that would be I tell you this top it off dude
0: there's absolutely no way in hell that's ever going to happen but, I was
1: about to say what Big T just said. Apparently, yeah, there's a. Apparently, the rumor is that Damian Sandow is going to come in dressed up like a Elias. You know what?
0: This is going to be great, and I'm going to tell you why. Because when Kevin Owens sees that it's Damian Sandow dressed as Elias, he is going to lose his shit, and that's going to be <laughs> fucking gold.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm. uh that's one thing I'll def- I'm definitely looking forward to. So. I, yeah. I definitely enjoy those segments every week.
0: Yeah, I can tell you this: if Kevin Owens is on the screen, I'm not skipping.
1: Yeah, I I was watching wrestling at, uh, during the KO Chris Jericho stuff, and that shit was awesome too. The fucking list, then they and then they're, they're, they're like team up, and then their feud. Oh yeah, that, the
0: the K, the KO Jericho stuff was really good.
1: And then WWE ruined it and ran Jericho out of out of town. Uh, we already
0: discussed the main event. It was a fucking eye roll. So, we'll uh, we'll jump right into Dynamite because you got a lot to say about Dynamite, Now I have a little bit to say about it as well. Yeah. So let me pull up the Dynamite. I don't even pull them up. I just go by my notes because if it's.
1: Well, they opened with uh. What was the fucking. Oh, so let's talk about this first. Fucking what
0: What's are your click- thoughts? There we go. Stop
1: it. The, uh, what is what are your thoughts on the uh, naming of the calling it Road Rager?
0: <laughs> like what is that? It's it's just dynamite. Okay. <laughs> but Why I does, actually you know, I, had, I had someone I had someone at work explain this to me, and if if this is true, this actually makes more sense and I'll be less harsh about it. What they were saying is that they have to do things like that because it's like in their contract for like, so like, you know how TNT has like NASCAR and all kinds of shit like that. So I guess NASCAR is going on right now. So the road rager thing maybe has to do with that. I don't really know, but I guess the names of some of these events have to do with like what's going on around that time or they're just contracted and have to do it to make it special.
1: I I heard that too. Yeah. They, and that's why they have like the, uh, the battle of the belts, and stuff that's like yeah. something that's required by their contract. So, uh, so we opened, they opened up dynamite with the hair versus hair match with
0: Jericho and Ortiz. Who fucking cares?
1: It was like we were talking about this off, like we were texting about it earlier. You know, I'm, I'm, and I'm with you, I'm so tired of all the run ins. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I, I'm, I'm cool with like a run in with like one guy but it's like it's always fucking Eddie Kingston and his fucking
0: It's dude. always it's always every friend the wrestler in the ring has ever had in his entire life doing the run in.
1: It's like it's all friends wrestling like MJF said. Yeah. It's like every fucking time and then the the one cool thing we did have though that came out of that was uh Fuego del Sol came in and uh, took Ortiz out with the baseball bat, and it turned out that it was Sammy Guevara.
0: I liked that. I like that Guevara is back with Jericho because they're back good together.
1: Jericho. And uh, and uh, Ortiz shaved his head and then screamed blood and guts into the microphone.
0: I did like when Jericho said something about like, you know, they'll have sex right now. <laughs> Man, that was
1: later, we'll get oh, that to was that. later.
0: <laughs> okay?
1: But uh, there, that's another rant for, and you know what, can. Can Jericho please stop saying he's a wizard? I ju- I hate that, and I know that he's fucking being a goofball about it, but it's just like every time he says it, I just hang my head in disappointment. You
0: know what made me mad about the hair versus hair match is sloppy ass Eddie Kingston comes out there. And fucking takes the mic and has, of course, has to do his Eddie Kingston promo. Oh, this ain't over. This ain't over. We just getting started. Blah, 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 blah. No, shut the fuck He's up, man Eddie. Of his word. He's a man of his yeah. word. That's, that's what I said. Like, I actually typed this out as I was watching that. And it was like, I was like, Eddie Kingston has to take the mic and say it ain't over. Shut the fuck up, Eddie, with your fucking overrated, sorry ass.
1: At first, <laughs> he had to run in, though, and like, you know, slap somebody around a little bit. He even jumped in the ring and did the spin and slap thing to Jericho.
0: <laughs> well, actually, I'm glad that Eddie did come out because it brings us to something Dustin. I hope you've been working on this. But we're going to do this every week. This is going to be our Eddie Kingston insult of the week. We're going to do this every week. Yeah. To insult Eddie Kingston. My Eddie Kingston insult of the week is uh he looks like he smell he looks like he's a he smells like dirty socks.
1: Well, I mine is I gave him a nickname this week. I I named him Slapstick Eddie. Slapstick Eddie. It's a, a good it's nickname for him. Slap people.
0: He's got five. pull string Eddie. <laughs> That's a good one too.
1: You that? What's sad about it though is like he so I've seen some clips of him. Uh he does the he where you you know they do like Cody Rhodes talks about his dad used to take him to the grocery store and tell him, tell their him and Dusty to cut promos on the lettuce and shit. Like he does that stuff, and it's actually good shit. So it's like, can you, like, can you? I know you have creative control. Can you go out there and like actually do some of this shit that I see you doing, like backstage, instead of coming out every week and saying, "Fucking."
0: This is the problem. When Eddie Kingston first came to AEW, he cut a hell of a promo. I think it was on Moxley at the time, actually. It was great. But the problem now is I think you got all these people that's on Eddie's nuts and telling them that everything that he's going out there saying is good. And that's the greatest fucking thing they've ever heard. And he's so good on the mic now. So now he doesn't even have to try for the promos. He can just say the same cookie cutter shit. That's not interesting. His delivery is fine, but it's just not good, man.
1: Yeah, it's just that's what we were talking about off there. Is like his delivery is is perfect. He does the you know he delivers it with emotion and gets the people going. But it's like he's just saying the same fucking bullshit every time. But that's
0: the nicest thing I'm going to say about him because I'm insulting this motherfucker every week, and so are you. So next week, coming at you again, Eddie. Get ready. And then we had fucking Wardlow versus a bunch of fucking Ward security guards. Fucking Who the fuck cares?
1: Uh, you know. And this was one of those things that I was like, just can we get to like the point of like, can we get past all this bullshit with the security guards and, and start pushing Wardlow properly? Why like, don't they the just,
0: PST I'm, picture? I said, I was talking about this uh, to a guy at work. I say that a lot, but uh, <laughs> cause I talk a lot of wrestling with uh, some coworkers, but Wardlow needs to be built just like fucking Goldberg. Bring people out there, talk about why they stand a chance against him and such like that, and then have him still fucking destroy them.
1: Okay, but there is one thing that we need to talk about that happened after the security guards with Dan Lambert sends in fucking Matt Hughes (laughs) who can barely fucking walk and talk to fucking attack Wardlow with Tyrone Woodley and I'm like please God tell me they are not about to fucking do something mean to Matthews were you worried were you scared I was scared
0: no I didn't think they were that stupid but like, I was like, I
1: was like they, I was like please do not well I thought maybe like I thought maybe Tyrone Woodley would like get in the middle of him but I'm like why is he in the ring like he that is the last place he needs to be. It, poor Matt Hughes, man. That guy. Well, Big he T looked
0: terrified.
1: Big T, he got uh He was he got hit by a train and almost died. And he has a. He has a TBI with traumatic brain injury. He he had to learn how to. He had to relearn how to walk and talk, and he doesn't do either one of those things really good, at all. So he's a he's definitely a shell of himself. But this uh, is
0: a damn shame too, because he was such a good fighter. God, he was
1: great, man. And uh, I mean, it was cool to see him out there, but I, I I would be lying if I wasn't like, oh, my God, I hope they don't do something fucking gross to him. But they didn't. They ended up that it ended up that uh, they turned on. They actually joined up with Wardlow or whatever. They were on Wardlow's side. So power bombed the fucking lawyer, dude, that I can't stand.
0: So the thing is, is like, what was the fucking point of that? Why did, it, why did, why did, why was it he was even the there? Scorpio. You know, why
1: is American top team there every week? Like fucking is, does Tony Khan have a hard on for MMA fighters too? Probably.
0: He's like, Hey, I can play fantasy MMA too.
1: <laughs> I mean, dude, remember when the, they were all showing up? Like Cain Velasquez and uh, fucking all of them, dude. I, everybody in uh, well, Jorge
0: Cain's well, not going to be showing up anytime <laughs> soon. <laughs> I mean.
1: But I mean I think they could have done I mean I mean I didn't have a huge issue with it, but they could have just done better to build that Scorpio sky match. I am looking forward to that. I think Wardlow's gonna take that belt off him.
0: Oh yeah, Wardlow's gonna pretty much just just decimate him. It's gonna be like
1: You think they'll squat or you think they'll actually have a good match? It's
0: going to be like whenever everyone thought that DDP was going to beat Goldberg back in the day, like when DDP had a chance and Goldberg just fucking destroyed him and took the world title. I think, I think that's who he beat him. No, that was Hogan. He beat for the world title, but I think DDP is who he beat for the uh, other belt that he held. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. And then
1: I think after that match was the Miro match.
0: Yeah, I skipped that one. I, and the thing is, is like I like Miro, but like, it's just not interesting, man. It's like I mean, and you
1: knew Miro was gonna win. Yeah. So. And he and he pretty much squashed Ethan Page. It was it wasn't that great of a match. Um, and then we had what I think is one of the matches of the year. Real
0: I just awesome. don't understand why you. Th- it was a good match. Don't get me wrong, but match of the year.
1: It's a match of the year candidate.
0: I don't even think it's that.
1: My match of the year is still Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson. I still think that's that's the worthy.
0: That was, a, was that was a fucking top notch match, but this was close though to me. Not really, man.
1: I, I it made me feel things, dude. And when the match makes me feel things, I it goes straight to the top of my list of matches that I enjoy.
0: I feel like you just got a hard on for Dax.
1: I, dude, he's so good. I do. I, lo- I like him and I like Osprey. I was so excited for this match. I really like Dax Harwood a lot. I like FTR in
0: general. The match was good. I don't want to downplay the match, because, but, but it wasn't even close to match of the year for me. Honestly, it wasn't as good as Tama versus Carl that you, we saw in Dominion or Osprey versus Sonata. It wasn't as good as Okada versus... Jay, all those matches were better than this match to me. Did you freeze up? I think yeah, I think Dustin froze up. But uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't like it as much as any of those matches. It was a good match, though. So I'll, I'll say that. But <laughs> there were some things that they said during this match that kind of pissed me off. Like, first off, they called Dax Harwood versus Will Osprey as a dream match. And I'm like, to who? Who is that a dream match to? There's I nobody mean, it's, out there that's no, like, I, you, want, you want to know what a dream match to me is? It's Dax versus, it, you know why it's not a dream match? Because Dax is a fucking tag team wrestler. That's why.
1: I mean, yeah, like Big T said, the, we're, you're talking about AEW-wise though, man. I, I think that was the one of the best. I mean, who else? Who else could he have fought on?
0: Every fucking match is a dream match if we're talking AEW wise. Darby I mean, Allen versus fucking Jeff Hardy dream match. <laughs> like people I'm didn't even saying, know who the fuck Darby Allen was two years ago. and you're calling this a dream match, what the fuck I'm just here? saying, like,
1: to, like a, like AEW fans love Dax, and a lot of them know about NJPW and and Will Ospreay. So it was. Then they
0: also they also said that uh, during this match that Dax may be one of the best strikers in the business.
1: He's not even that
0: kind of wrestler. That's that's my entire fucking point. He's
1: a technical wrestler. Who said who who was that the fucking guy that wears the lucha mask that said that? No,
0: I think it was Tony Schiavone who said it. Tony, I used to like Tony, but man, he talks some fucking stupid shit now. He's a
1: fucking mark. That's what he, he is. is. He's a fucking mark. Yeah, dude, Dax Harwood is a fucking technical wrestler. That's why I like him so much.
0: This is my thoughts on that match. So good match, but I still feel like it was it I still feel like it was a waste of a star like Osprey to have him fight really? a tag team fucking wrestler. I don't
1: know. Dax Harwood is a good wrestler, though.
0: He is a good wrestler, but I mean who you know, who,
1: who, who should he have fought?
0: Any fucking anyone put him against Danielson or somebody. They got all the talent there, all the fucking talent in the world.
1: Danielson, they couldn't, he could he couldn't, Danielson is not fighting. He's injured. So who, who should he have fought last night on dynamite
0: off the top of my head? Who could he have fought? Pac pack right there. That, that, that is a better match than him versus Dak to me because pack is more well known. Pac is a singles wrestler, more so than a tag wrestler, and I guarantee you him and Osprey would have been better than him and Dax. Guarantee it. Because Pack is really fucking good, too. I don't know. I
1: disagree.
0: We'll just have to disagree on that one, then. I, I know you like Dax, and I don't dislike Dax. I, I like him a lot, actually, even though he does look like he's racist. But...
1: No, to me he looks like a big gay bear. That's what he looks like to me.
0: He just looks racist to me.
1: He has like that he has that big mustache and he's hairy and like their jackets have rainbows on them. So I'm like, uh he
0: that's Either A I'm- either A looks racist or he B looks like someone you'd see in a cuck video.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a big gay bear, dude. But uh, but I mean, they've showcased his singles. Like what I mean, his match with Cash Wheeler was good in the fucking tournament, the Bret Hart tournament. I I don't think he I don't think
0: he's a bad wrestler, man. I just don't think that he's a good fit for Osprey at this time because I don't
1: Neville, right from WWE, same guy. Yeah.
0: Okay.
1: I haven't seen him. I've only seen him fight a couple times in a or in AEW, so I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if that would have been a better match to me or not, but I don't know. I just really like both those guys, and I thought they put on a good match. So I marked it. Out.
0: It was a good match. I'm not saying it wasn't. And maybe I, just, I was
1: blinded by my mark marking out, but I just I think,
0: I think you might have been a little bit. But
1: like I said, it was, it
0: was not a better match than Sonata. It well, I'm gonna Sonata. go back
1: and watch it, and and I'll and I'll tell you how I feel. Whenever I go back and watch it,
0: he re- he really is Big T, but I mean that's. They're going to get back to the tag team thing because that's FTR strength. Like Dax is good, but he doesn't, he's not good enough to go like really, really far. Like as far as like the total package, he he doesn't have the right look for it, I don't think.
1: And then we had a match that, uh, that you probably, well, no, first we got to talk about, uh, Adam Page comes out. And uh, and cuts a, a shitty promo like always.
0: Yes, and, he did. Uh,
1: and he gets interrupted by Adam Cole. Well,
0: they, actually, something. We, I mean, we had some stuff that happened before that. The mock stuff.
1: Oh, was the mock stuff before that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So fucking. Here's another fucking. So they have the Moxley Tanahashi run in or uh, yeah. face off. And then we have a fucking run in another fucking run in with I Jericho and all those fucking guys.
0: I, d- and- you know what though? I did like, uh, that was unexpected though. Cause I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck's Jericho doing here?
1: And that, that was to announce the match there. Jericho is going to be in like a six man match. I think with,
0: you know some- what? I gotta say this. I fucking hate wild thing as Mox's entrance theme. <laughs> I, I, it just like it doesn't fit to me. It, I don't know why, but it doesn't like his. I, I know I'm gonna sound like a fucking total New Japan mark when I say this, but his New Japan music is just better. It just <laughs> is. It It's, it sounds more dark. It sounds more like what you would think a guy like Mox would. Yeah, sure. well, yeah it, it's more fitting to his character because it's kind of rock sounding, but it's also dark at the same time. The wild thing seems like it should be like. I don't know for someone who looks like one of the rockers back in the eighties or something.
1: Yeah, I can, I can see where you're coming from. It just, it doesn't
0: fit. Honestly, wild thing would be a better fit for jungle boy.
1: Well, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Um, so Jericho comes out, interrupts the fucking face off. Then, uh, some New Japan guys come out. Then fucking Eddie Kingston comes back out. God, why does he keep fucking showing yeah. up? And all his fucking minions come out. And everyone's fucking fighting all over the place. They beat the shit out of Tanahashi and, and John Moxley. Fucking Sammy Guevara and Tay Conti stick their tongues down each other's throat <laughs> un- <laughs> Which I fucking cannot stand that shit. And I know that's the point of it.
0: But, but Jericho stop. said that they'll have sex right there, right now.
1: <laughs> Look, man, I fucking love Jericho, but some of the shit that comes out of his mouth just makes me cringe. Like
0: You don't like the wizard stuff. I hate. I do, though. I like the wizard stuff. I think it's funny.
1: I have mixed feelings about it because it's like I know it's just Jericho being fucking a goofball like he is. But at the same time, it's like, OK,
0: man, let it go. <laughs> Cause I'll throw a fireball in your face. Uh, I'm a wizard. I'm a wizard. He
1: <laughs> even said in an interview, like they, like they, he, he, didn't expect that to like take off, and now it just kind of, it kind of stuck. And it's like, whatever, man, fine. But they announced another match. It'll be him and, uh, him and fucking, uh, who is the guys with the who was the lucha guys from New Japan?
0: What they come out. Uh, the lucha guys. Uh, from New Japan, I'm trying to think. Uh, oh, El Desperado was one of them. Yeah, and, and it, um, I think Lance Archer came out. Yeah, Lance Archer came out, and so it was. It was uh, El Desperado and Lance Archer. They're both Su- uh, part of Suzuki Goon. Yeah, they so. they're
1: all they're gonna fight each other. Yeah. Jericho Which, pre- honestly,
0: that could be good, especially if Minoru Suzuki's gonna be there.
1: Um, we did we did forget one thing about we did forget one thing about the uh osprey match uh, oh yes we did there was a fucking run in another run in and uh and
0: orange but Cass- it ended good it ended good because the return of orange cassidy and i know you came in your pants when this happened i was like
1: oh oh yeah i got big fucking chill bumps dude i was like, i'm not oh. gonna
0: lie i got excited too because then i started thinking about ooh, orange cassidy versus osprey could be really fucking good
1: yeah. okay so you we i i asked you this in text and you said we would talk about it on the show so i haven't really i've when i came in aew uh I, uh he was kind of like hurt and he wasn't really wrestling he was kind of just like coming out with the best friends or whatever they call themselves and he would like you know do his fucking and i've seen some highlights of like how he wrestles so so what do you think about them two going at it because i i've heard mixed feelings from uh some people are like what
0: the fuck and orange cassidy and then there's a lot of people that are like no nah, that's gonna be amazing i don't like a lot of his gimmicky shit he does but when he actually wrestles he can fucking wrestle like he's good like he does some entertaining shit but him versus osprey will be really good because it'll be so high speed because or- orange cassidy is fast osprey is fast so you're gonna you're gonna definitely see some uh see some stuff that but i i i kind of marked out when he came out too and all day long i have been playing where is my mind <laughs> cuz i that i fucking love that theme for him it just it fits yeah.
1: it fits Dude, way better than
0: wild hit. thing for moxley yeah
1: that music hit cuz i i was watching it i have two TVs in my living room i have a small TV that i usually will put my son's stuff on and then i have my big TV so i can watch but I was doing dishes and stuff when I was, so I had the small TV because it faces the kitchen. Yeah. I was sitting at the table and I was sitting on the actual table and I was looking up at the, I was looking up when he came out and I had the, and I could tell I had this stupid fucking grin on my face whenever that music hit. I was just sitting there like this. I was just like so happy that he came out. I was like, well, this is fucking awesome. Cause I was already hyped about the match. So I was like, okay, cool. And then Orange Cassidy came out, and I was like, oh, that's even fucking cooler. I just really wanted Orange Cassidy to do the fucking, you know, where he, like, stands up and kicks him in the
0: ankles. I'm kind of glad they didn't do that, though, honestly. I was
1: waiting for him to do that, but he just fucking did the face-off thing. But yeah, And they did announce that officially, I think,
0: that – they it did. It's up. gonna happen, and uh, I'm I'm excited about that. That's probably to me is gonna be the the show stealer for uh, Forbidden Door.
1: Well, I, I'm glad uh, it, it makes me uh, hopeful now that you're like all about it. So,
0: oh yeah that that's gonna be awesome. Uh, we'll jump back to that uh, Hangman promo. He came yeah. out.
1: So Hangman comes out and cuts a. You know, mid promo. Uh,
0: a very mid promo
1: about Okada.
0: Well, that, I, I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't think. you know, dumb old me didn't say think that Jay White might actually win.
1: <laughs> I mean, <Idiot>. that's, literally, <laughs> that's literally how he <laughs> sounds, dude. He sounds so stupid, and he did. He called himself a dumbass, and uh, and then Adam Cole comes out, and he's like, you know, he and then. Basically introduces Jay White and Jay White sneaks sneaks up behind Adam Page. Gives him the Blade Runner. Gives him the Blade Runner. And then, which I thought was awesome, uh, Jay White says, you know what, Adam Page, you don't fucking call the shots around here. I'm the fucking champ and you're not going to fucking fight me. And then he told Adam Cole, guess what, motherfucker? You're not going to fight me either because I hold the fucking power. So the question is, Greg, who is Jay White gonna fight at Forbidden Door?
0: I don't know, man. I've been thinking about this all day, and I really don't know because, like, all the main guys are booked. Brian Danielson's supposed to be booked against uh, Zach Sabre Jr. You got Osprey. You know, Orange Cassidy booked against Osprey. Mox is already booked against Tanahashi. Like- so,
1: is Kenny Omega gonna come back?
0: I don't think so. I don't think it's going to be Kenny. Unless they're trying to do like a bullet club dissension, like, you know, type thing, which they've already done with Kenny before. Well, you know,
1: in Jay White's promo in, after in the new Japan promo, he mentions Adam Cole, Adam page and Kenny Omega.
0: Yeah, but he didn't mention Kenny Omega in a bad way.
1: But who knows? Maybe, hey, maybe
0: they're, maybe they're going to battle it out for the, the leadership of Bullet Club. I mean...
1: I mean... It, how hard would you mark out if fucking Kenny Omega shows up next week on Dynamite?
0: Oh, dude, I would mark out big because fucking... I, I'm a Kenny Omega mark. I, I love Kenny from New Japan way more than Kenny from AEW because... We kind of got a watered down version there at the beginning, but towards the end, he started to get more like the Kenny of old. He went heel, and he honestly needs to be heel. He's just a better heel than he is a face. But yeah, I, it's. I mean, I'll be. I'm fine with it if it's Jay versus Kenny. Bring it on! I've seen them have a match before, and it was good. And actually, Jay is better now than he was then, so the match will be even better.
1: Well, the the rumor is that Kenny is not as hurt as they're leading on him to be in.
0: i've thought that since the beginning i think he's just working on that game so i, I think i, mean, I think I, he was hurt but i think he's healed up now and now he's just trying to finish out that game and get that shit done because he's heavily involved in the production of that game what game the aw game they're making oh and ain't gonna and i think they said it's going to be kind of arcade, like the arcade type wrestling like
1: I've seen some of the clips of the gameplay. It looks arcade. Mid. Yeah.
0: Not it's WWE.
1: not going to be able to it's not going to hold a candle to 2K. Nope. There's well, no. There's no way. Can. But uh so we have that, but yeah, I really don't know who else there is. There's nobody else that can that to fight him, really. Eddie Kingston
0: I'm gonna tell you right now. <laughs> I will be so fucking angry if it ended up being Eddie Kingston. Luckily, he's already gonna be booked in a match against yeah, fucking. Uh,
1: he's he's uh, in that. Suzuki six by man. Eight, yeah. Oh. But uh, I'd,
0: I'd lose my shit. I might not. I might stop watching AEW for a little while if that happened. I'd be so mad.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. I've don't never look.
0: wanted somebody to go away so bad in my life. than Eddie <laughs> Kingston.
1: Don't. Hey, he ain't going fucking nowhere. I know. Okay? But like, uh, like Big T said, uh, eventually the Combat Club versus JSA will be over after blood and guts. So thank fucking God.
0: Blood and guts.
1: Blood and guts. Blood and guts.
0: Stupid. I don't know shit. why I said it like Vince. Maybe it's because uh, I'm worried well, about how, Vince.
1: Uh, but... That's how. Um, that's how William Regal said it the week that's before. True, the, he did. And then Ortiz said it all psychopath-like, too. A we had- a match that you probably wrote in your notes that you don't care about, but I actually thought it was a really good match with Tony Storm and and uh, Dr. Britt Baker.
0: Everyone says it was a good match. I didn't give a shit. So.
1: Did you even watch it? Nope. <laughs> God, you hate the AEW women. Oh, okay. <laughs> so this was another news I kind of about-
0: wish I would have, though, because both of those women are extremely fine. But and I was really just trying to get it I was rushing through watching it, so that's that's more why I skipped it than anything. Because I do it like Brent.
1: It was a good match, and uh, but I did want to talk about the rumor about Thunder Rosa, um, sandbagging, and no selling.
0: I mean, did it's you, believable. Have you seen her matches? Well,
1: so she actually came out today and apologized. She or she posted an apology on Instagram with uh What was that? What was the chick that she fought Marina Shafir and basically admitted that, you know, she needs to be better. So, but it kind of goes back to what you were saying about how she's a try hard.
0: Ooh, this is an interesting uh, thought here by big T. Kenny comes back, faces Jay for Ben, forbidden door. Moxley has his little run with the interim championship only to have Kenny take it before punk comes back and then him and punk go at it. I mean, it's not bad booking. That's,
1: that's good booking. And Kenny can stay a heel because punk can stay a face, even though I'd like to see punk turn heel.
0: Well, let's, uh, let's try to get this episode wrapped up here. So I, other things I have is, uh, I, I said this, I noticed this during the, uh, the young bucks match actually, but, um, the camera work in AEW is fucking horrible.
1: So I don't I disagree, but I can I know I can uh, see where you're coming from. But a what AEW does, from what I've gathered, is they try to make it feel like you're in the arena.
0: There was four fucking dives in that match that you never even saw the guy diving, where where the fuck he came from because they focused on whoever he hit. That's shitty camera work. Yeah, you know, no, camera, I, you should see that dive.
1: Plus like uh no, I know yeah, I, I see what you're saying now. But I know that's, that's that,
0: piss poor, man.
1: They they did do a pretty shitty job on the
0: And then ap- and see after that I started focusing on it more and I started seeing like their camera cuts like when they cut and what angles they take. It does not hold a candle to WWE's camera work. They they have a long way to go to get to where WWE is on camera work.
1: Yeah, well, like I said, they try that. They try too hard to do that, like make you feel like you're actually in there, and it kind of hurts them sometimes. Don't
0: make me feel like I'm in there. Just make me fucking care.
1: I just want to see it. (laughs) I noticed that with the spot with the um, with Luchasaurus and the four tables when he went through the four stacked up tables. They didn't even cut to him till like he was already like through the tables.
0: Exactly, that's what I'm talking about. Like four times that happened in that match, and I'm like, "My God, man!" I was like, "They need, they need to fire these guys and just hire new ones now." <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh, so the Young Bucks ended up taking the belts. They did.
0: It was a good match, though. It was a really good match.
1: It was a good match. Young Bucks won, and then I-, I
0: thought there was way too much table shit in that match. But other than that, it was a good match.
1: Yeah. What? they were trying to do the do the big spots without you know throwing their fucking bodies on the line like Darby Allin and Jeff Hardy would have.
0: Yeah, but I mean, enough is enough, man. You only need one table spot. You don't need fucking four of them or five of them in one match.
1: At least they didn't bring out the thumbtacks. Okay, that's true. Um, and then you had Christian come out and uh, he was gonna help. He was helping Jungle Boy up and out the ring and. Then he fucking turned heel. Turned so
0: I have an issue with how they did this. So I, I I like that Christian turned on him. That was good, but like he stopped to help Luchasaurus first. Then he turns on him.
1: Yeah. Well, he just well he just kind of like came over and like checked on
0: Luchasaurus. But actually, um, I, his, his beef isn't really with Luchasaurus anyway. It's with Jungle Boy, so that's not so bad. But this is what would have made more sense okay instead of having the young bucks beat luchasaurus and um and uh fucking jungle boy clean how about you have christian come out there and cost them the fucking title so they look better and they look like they only lost the belts because of that as opposed to just losing clean then you have him come out and turn on him yeah it's like they did it ass backwards
1: well, I think they're gonna scrap. I think they're gonna do what you've been wanting to happen and break up that tag team. And Jungle Boy is gonna be. Uh... But I had another person say, uh, uh, "Another person on the TikTok because I posted the uh, him giving the concerto mm-hmm. to Jungle Boy," and uh, somebody commented, and I thought it was pretty good. Also, like, what if Jungle Boy would have turned on Christian, and then well, he I- could. Uh, have become that he kind of could have become that whole spoiled brat type character that you're always talking about he i have a theory
0: be. on how this is going to play out so christian turns on jungle boy but he checks on luchasaurus so i think you're going to end up having a little feud with uh you know christian and jungle boy with luchasaurus at jungle boy side and then at some point Luchasaurus is actually going to turn on Jungle Boy too, and that's when he gets to his singles career. Is after that, because people aren't going to see that coming if he's coming out there with him and still, you know, helping him out and shit. So he's going to get the double turn, I think.
1: Well, so what do they do with Luchasaurus once Jungle Boy is a singles guy? Because they're obviously going to start pushing him, Jungle Take Boy. Take that is.
0: stupid fucking mask off of him and make him just wrestle like a big man, like he should.
1: Yeah, actually, Big T. They said they they said he actually got hurt doing the chair shot, so he probably has a concussion.
0: Hmm. You know, there was a Twitter comment where someone said that uh Christian saw what happened to Edge getting, you know, turned on it on uh, by Judgment Day, and he's like, "Fuck that! That shit ain't happening to me. I'm, I'm jumping the gun." <laughs> So that's yeah. why he turned on Jungle Boy.
1: <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where that goes. I definitely, that was definitely, uh, it reminded me of like old school Raw where it always, like where Raw would end on a twist and you're like, oh, what's going to happen next week? I had We hadn't really got that from wrestling in a while. So I, I liked that, that they ended well, it.
0: Well, like since we ranked the shows last week, uh, we'll only do Raw and Dynamite. I'll say Dynamite wins. I don't. Even, I don't. Raw gets a fucking two for me, and Dynamite gets an eight.
1: Get raw gets a fucking F. Well, actually, I'll give it a I'll give it a D minus because I there were some good matches in there, but it was booked the worst booking. D I've minus
0: ever. is fair. A D B. minus is fair.
1: And AW Dynamite, I'll give it a B.
0: I I thought we were I forgot we we're doing letter grades. Yeah, I'll I'll do the same. D minus for Raw, and uh, I'll say uh. I liked the. I wasn't it was as impressed it, with Dynamite. It was a C. I've I'll some say some it got a, a B minus for me. It got a B minus. I'm not gonna give it a C. I'll give it a B minus.
1: I said last night I, when I was marking out. I said it's the best two hours of wrestling I've watched in a long time. But it's really the best two hours of AEW I've watched in a long time.
0: That's fair. All right then. Well, let's uh, let's head out of here. So. Uh, Keep, uh, keep tuning in to us. Join us at Big T. We appreciate you being our lone fan joining <laughs> us for this thing. <laughs> Spread the word. If you got people who like wrestling, tell them to give us a listen. We'd appreciate Anyone, that.
1: If you're listening on uh, any of the other apps, go check out our TikTok.
0: Yes, we are live on everything now. We're uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, everywhere. You can find us pretty much everywhere you listen to podcasts. So If you don't want to watch the video version, just listen to the audio but uh also slacker cast every tuesday usually at around ten thirty ish once everybody gets off work and is available but check us out there as well like and subscribe to that also but definitely like and subscribe to this channel and uh help us out we appreciate it oh uh, yeah
1: until next nope. time
0: keep it kayfabe